I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNS Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, man, this is Hour 2. Today is Monday, January the 22nd in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of Episode 1006 of this fine show. Uh, if you missed our first hour, man, you missed a lot of great stuff. We just had Mark Panicelli on from uh, Newburn from uh, 252 Fox Sports Radio. Uh, talking to all NFL playoffs. That's all we talked about for 30 minutes. It was glorious. It was awesome. And we better enjoy it and uh, just suck it up as much as we can right now because it's all going to be over in a few weeks. It'll, it'll, NFL will be all over. But, man, what great storylines. If you missed it, then go to brianhanks.com. Uh, listen to our replay right here at 3 o'clock on 960. Betonthebull.com. You can listen to it there. Man, had a lot of great news. Uh, you are listening to the number one ranked show in uh, Lenora County. Uh, we beat everybody. Uh, the last book, we are number one. Uh, like I said, listen to it. You'll hear us talk a little bit about that. We'll have Jason Bryan on uh, Thursday's show. We'll get more in-depth on that. Uh, just some great stuff. You missed uh, all our hometown heroes update, all the local sports and all that. But I'll tell you what, coming up right now, uh, we had a, a great conversation last night, late last night, about 930 with uh chris edwards he was unable to join us this morning you'll find out why but uh we we uh, recorded this last night with chris edwards enjoy here on the uh, brian hank show presented by lenora community college if i can find it we will play it okay here it is and as promised joining us on tape well right now on our spence automotive guest line is a man just one of the absolute great guys out there he's a broadcaster's broadcaster he is uh, my connection to the masters uh, i discovered this young man when he was doing play-by-play for garner high school you like how I'm, I'm taking credit here for you dude it's chris edwards joining us here on uh, on uh, this monday morning edition of the brian hanks show on tape how are you doing dude brian i am great it is always good to be with you it's always good to talk to a hall of famer like you oh my uh, god so it's awesome to be with you as always you're the best man and like i've said throughout the show today uh or i hope i've said it as we're recording uh, <laughs> you know, uh hey we're very honored to have chris edwards joining us right now like i said on our spence automotive guest line and i'm gonna lift the curtain here and uh it's uh, as we're talking right now it's 9 24 p.m on Sunday night, the Chiefs-Bills game. Uh, give us an update. Uh, now, I know uh, for NFL trademark reasons, you can throw all that uh, uh, vernacular at me right here. Uh, you can't give us play-by-play, play, but where do we stand right now with the Chiefs-Bills game? Uh, Bills have the ball down 27-24, <laughs> to go in the fourth quarter, and Josh Allen trying to lead a drive that might put the Bills in the AFC title game next week. You know what? Hey, th- let's make this fun. Who you got? You're right. Eight sixteen left. Who you got, Chris Edwards? Who's going to win this game with the Chiefs up 27-24? I'm going to go with the fighting Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. Now, I've been driving all night, uh, as I told people earlier in the show today, or I hope I did at least anyway. Uh, we went to the Carolina Hurricanes game, and we left uh, at the beginning of the third period. I'm glad we did. We lost 5-2. to two. Ugh, Just an ugly, ugly game. Uh, so we've not watched one 
minute of it. In fact, as I ran in here to hurry up and get on the phone with you, I did see, uh, you know, uh, Chris Edwards' biggest fan, Scott Whittington, is sitting in front of the TV. Now, you got a bust on him next time you see him, though. I said, hey, getting ready to call Chris Edwards. Uh, do you want to come on? And he's like, no, oh, man, I'm going to watch the game. So, dude, he may be losing his status as, uh, <laughs> I hear you, as the president of the Chris Edwards fan club, okay? Well, I feel like over the last six or eight months, the Chris Edwards fan club has diminished a little bit. Oh, so. whatever, man. <laughs> Screw that, man. I want to say stronger words, but I'm not going to, man. You, If you know Chris Edwards and you know his heart, man, you are a big fan. And, of course, we are, too. We've got a lot to talk about. So, as we're going through our, uh, yeah, about what, the next 20, 25 minutes or so or yeah, whatever here. Whatever you want. Uh, but I, it's going to be up to you. You've got to give us game updates. I think uh, I think listeners will get a kick out of that. Uh, you know, to as they of course, you know, as they're listening to it right now, it's Monday morning or it's even Monday afternoon if they're listening to the replay. But they're going to be like, "Oh man, I remember when that happened last night." I think that'll be neat. Okay, it'd be great. Very right, good. So the, Bills have, the Bills have it first and ten now. <laughs> Seven twenty-four to go. Dude, I love this, man. I absolutely freaking love this. Okay, your areas of expertise. as well. Oh, we need to tell people, too. People are going to be like, well, why aren't you doing this live with uh, Chris Edwards right now? Well, let me tell you why I can't do it with him live. He is doing morning drive time in the city of Raleigh right now. How about that? Uh, it, and let me get the – it's WPTF, right? WPTF, yep, 680 a.m., 98.5 FM, not to take listeners away from you, of course, <laughs> and uh, WPTF.com, uh, 6 to 9, every weekday morning, myself, John Champion, uh, we have a good time, news, weather, traffic, sports, we, t- we do it all. Uh, we, we had Senator Tom Tillis on last week, week before that, uh, North Carolina Congresswoman Deborah Ross, we've had all kinds of people, I mean, we talk people in sports, people in politics, comedians, we talk to restaurants, we talk to everybody, so... Uh, come and join us one morning uh, after the Brian Hank show is either <laughs> off the air or he like, hasn't come on yet. Or if you're out of a radio range. I mean, I, I give him permission to do that, Chris. I mean, you know, hey, listen, yeah, we've got Lenore County on lockdown, okay, as I told you. Saying, like, I have told you, Brian, for years. <laughs> I've been coming on this show for years. And if you remember last year, I kept saying it was an honor to be on the premier show <laughs> in eastern North Carolina. And now the numbers back up what I've been saying for years. Mr. or Mrs. Nielsen, I don't know if it's a Mr. or Mrs. or they agree with you, okay? And we'll just leave it at that, okay? And it is the premier show <laughs> in Eastern North Carolina. Chris Edwards, you're the best, man. Okay. Uh, your areas of expertise, obviously, uh, is uh, ACC women's basketball, specifically Duke, uh, ACC baseball, again, specifically Duke. Uh, but you have such a good overreaching. But I do want to talk some ACC men's basketball, too, if you don't mind, as we yeah, go, go through it. here. Okay, real quick, before we jump into uh, ACC women's basketball, where are we at? Uh, second and 10, Buffalo. Uh, 547 <laughs> to go. Uh, the Bills have the ball approaching midfield down by three. One rush and five <laughs> passes. They've gained 23 yards on this drive. It's taken about two and a half minutes. You know if uh, – Oh, 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 almost intercepted by the Chiefs, but it'll be third down. <laughs> you know, if uh, my big boss man is listening right now, he's probably shaking his head and going, oh, my God, Brian, what in the heck are you doing, man? Well, we're towing <laughs> that line, Chris Edwards. 
<laughs> we love to toe the line, don't we? We absolutely do. Okay, let's talk some ACC women's basketball. We'll start with that. Uh, your Duke Blue Devils right now, 12-6 and six overall, 4-3 and three in the league. Before we talk about all these other teams and uh, what they're doing, uh, hey, just give us the, uh, the Duke Blue Devil women's update right now, Chris. Yeah, you know, Brian, it's a really young team. Uh, and we knew that was going to be the case coming into this season after so many players left the, the team last year. Uh-oh. Uh, Josh Allen with a fumble, but the Bills recover at midfield, so it'll be like fourth down and like four yards here. Okay, I uh, was five and a half minutes to go. Uh, but um, we young young Duke team, and the thing that Coach Lawson's team has done throughout her entire tenure at Duke is hang their hat on defense. They're a defensive minded team, and that's been the case again this year. But it's really hard for this team to replicate how good that team was defensively last year. Duke was one of the top four or five defensive teams in the country last year. Duke has shown some flashes of being a really, really good defensive team this season, as evident by the win over Virginia Tech on Thursday night. Then, you know, you have some slippages, you know, a young team where you, you're at one point uh, this year, and in several games this year, we've had three freshmen and two sophomores on the floor. I mean, just yeah, a very four. inexperienced club. By the way, the Bills just picked up a fourth and three, <laughs> and the game continues with 4.46 to go. Uh, <laughs> this, the thing for this Duke team is they're a little streaky offensively which I think is probably a sign of a, of a young team, right? Uh, they hit 13 three-pointers uh, against Georgia Tech. They hit seven or eight against Virginia Tech. They made two today against NC State. I think they were like two for 14, two for 16. Not that they live and die by the three, but, you know, a step forward, two steps back. I think that the consistency is coming, but the hard part is to learn these lessons in what I think is the toughest league in the country in the ACC. So I still think this is a Duke team that's going to make the NCAA tournament. I think they're somewhere – I had them pegged preseason somewhere – four or five in the ACC. I think that's where they're probably going to end up. I think there are more wins and losses down the stretch for this Duke team. But it's fun to, for me to watch this team just grow as the season goes along. They're a lot further along than they were in November. And they're going to continue to get better. And you hope that this is a team that starts to play their best basketball as we get into February and into March. Several things to unpack there. Uh, sorry, I had my cough button on. Uh, that's why I, I just should fit right there. Uh, several things to unpack right there. First off, Carol Lawson, head basketball coach at Duke. Did you have you brought up because you do her uh, your her show, her uh, coach's show all I the do. time? Yeah, every every week. Yeah. But, but did you bring up the fact that she was the two time uh, MVP of the uh, GlaxoSmithKline Holiday Invitational? You know, the very first year, now it was not Kara's first year because remember her first year was was right after COVID and we Duke didn't play that full season because of health and safety protocols. So her first full season would have been the 21-22 season, uh -huh. I think. Anyway, we're doing her radio show <laughs> and it's her first trip. We're making her first trip to NC State with her as the coach. Well, I was like, yeah, Coach, have you ever been You know, to Reynolds? Have you ever been to uh, Coach Al like Memories? And she brings up, like, you know, we, we played, when I was in high school, we played in the Glaxo. <laughs> and the Glaxo is, like, the best high school term in the country, and she's, like, speaking the Glaxo's place, praises. And it's funny enough, you and I had just texted earlier that week about Kara in the tournament. And I had I pulled up the text, and I was like, Coach, a friend of mine texted me <laughs> and said, he's the media coordinator, was the media coordinator at the time. I said, Brian told me this. And she's like, was that really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I could hoop a little bit. So uh, she, she got a kick out of that, which was great. But she knows. Uh, and uh, she knows that, that Chris has all the information usually. 
There you go. And the cool thing about her is, seriously, when you talk to the old heads, I'm talking about older than me because I wasn't part of the tournament at that time. I just saw, you know, I just remember seeing the, uh, you know, the MVPs and all that. Uh, but when you talk to the old heads that do the, you know, have done the women's tournament or the girls part of it, of the uh, holiday invitational for so long, they tell you, dude, she's probably one of the three or four best players that's ever played in the holiday invitational, dude. Uh, she could play. Yeah. She could play. And she tells stories about her playing days, and I just sit there and listen because I, I could sit there and listen to her tell stories all day long. I just, I'm like a sponge. You just want to hear more, hear more, hear more. And she, she's got some great stories, and it's just awesome to be around her on a daily basis. Well, the thing, and I, the second point that you made uh, that I didn't want to interrupt you because you were you were on such a good roll right there. By the way, what's the update? Uh, we're at the two-minute warning. Bills have it second down and nine, uh, down by three. All right. I love it. Okay. Uh, it's just how tough the ACC women's uh, race is right now. Six teams in the top 25, and even one of those teams that's not even in the top uh, 25, Syracuse, is 16-2, and 6-1 and one in the league and tied for the league lead with the Tar Heels. How can you be 16-2, and 6-1 and one in league play and not be in the top 25, Chris? Well, they, they were ranked a few weeks ago after they had one of their upset wins. I forget who they beat. Um, and then they, they lost by like 30 at Carolina and uh, they were not ranked again, uh, which I, I think tells you about the AP poll. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't put a whole lot of stock in the AP poll. What are we or late January? Like, I don't put a lot, you know, whatever you're going to be where you're going to be at the end of the year. Um, but you know, I don't, I was telling someone at dinner tonight after our game against NC state, I don't know who the best team in the league is right now. Like maybe it was Louisville, but then they get beat by North Carolina. Maybe it's North Carolina, but then they lost a game to Florida State and then lost a game at Syracuse. And then you're like, okay, it's not a bad loss. And Florida State lost to your Wahoos today, Brian. It was their first first ACC win for Coach Mock's team. Uh, So I don't know. I, I think the bottom of the ACC is not very good. I think there's a you can make a legitimate case for eight to 10 teams in the ACC to make the NCAA tournament. I don't think they'll get 10 teams. I think eight teams are reasonable. Uh, But man, one through eight, one through 10, pretty deep league. And right now it's just a jumbled mess. So I I don't know what to make of it. I mean, Syracuse might end up being the best team in the league. I think Virginia Tech's still going to be up there. Although I, I don't think the Hokies are quite as good as they were last year. I think they're missing a couple of those key pieces like Taylor Soul and uh, Keanu Trailer, who graduated uh, after last season. NC State's going to certainly be there. North Carolina, I think, will be there. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this league because I, I think right now this is the most parity across women's basketball that we've seen in a long, long time. And I think it's the influx of the transfer portal. It's the COVID years. I think we've got another year or two left of the, of the COVID uh, years for players. This might be the last year. But the NIL, the transfer portal, you're seeing parity across the board. And I think in that regard, it's good for the game. I don't know that the transfer portal and NIL is great for the game overall, the way it's currently constructed. But I think that it is a good thing with the parity across the game because now you don't just have all these blowouts like we had 15 years ago. Put a pin in what you just said right there because I do want to uh, go back to that in a moment I, I because I wanted your opinion of how NIL and the transfer portal and all that is affecting women's basketball and even uh, ACC basketball or baseball, but we'll get to that in a moment. I did uh, – now this – I got, I need you to grit your teeth a little bit and I need you to do what I'm doing right now. I'm gripping the handles of my, my chair here in my plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. But, dude – 
you got to give the Tar Heels a little bit of credit here, man. I mean, no, we can't. I get it. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> we do. I mean, and I know, listen, it's painful for me. I can't imagine as someone who's done the dozens, if not hundreds, of baseball and women's basketball games and, heck, even men's basketball games through the years uh, for Duke University. Chris, just, uh, you know, clamp down a little bit and just, uh, dude, for them to be number one in men's basketball in the ACC, for them to be tied for number one in women's basketball, man, that's, something's going a little right over in Chapel Hill right now, isn't it? No, it really is. And it's two veteran teams. And give Coach Davis on the men's side a ton of credit. And, you know, and I don't, I don't subscribe to this whole, like, oh, my gosh, he had one bad game. We got to fire that coach. I mean, I think there are just people out there that are outrageous and have outrageous expectations the sun's going to come up the sky is not falling right <laughs> i mean it's january like there's still a lot of basketball left uh but give coach davis a ton of credit i really like hubert i mean I, i've known him a little bit we've we've you know met a few times and had great conversations and, and i really like coach davis and what he's done um so anyway and then courtney banghart's done a phenomenal job with that program she's recruited well She's built it from from basically the ground up. I mean, Carolina was not in a very good spot when she took the job. By the way, the Bills attempting the game-tying field goal, and they missed it. <gasps> they missed it from 44 yards out. Guess what? It was wide right. Whoa, oh, no, not, not wide right. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> Laces out, Dan. Man, if we can get an Ace Ventura reference in, dude, that you know you've done a good appearance, okay? So is that it? Is that going to end up being the final then? Uh, there's 103 seconds left, and the Chiefs have the ball. Wow. And, yeah, I think. Is Taylor, Taylor Swift there? Taylor Swift is there. Okay. In the, in the same suite as uh, Jason Kelsey. Oh uh, who, who you will see when we hang up, you will go to your favorite social media and see a um, drunken Jason Kelsey with no shirt on <laughs> hanging outside the luxury suite. Is he really no shirt on? He had no shirt on a few, I don't know, about an hour ago. Oh, my God. Dude, that's just fantastic. I, I don't know what I... The Bills do have two timeouts, by the way. Okay. Well, I don't know what I think about that. We'll go. We'll, we'll, when we wrap up your appearance here, we'll, we'll circle back to that. But let us know when it goes final, okay? I will definitely let, you, definitely let you know. Very good. Okay. Uh, well, you let, let's wramp up the uh, women's portion of uh, ACC basketball here. Uh, of course, we were talking about Carolina. We've talked about Syracuse. Who has surprised you? And you know what? I want to get one from both sides here from you, Chris. Who has surprised you on the positive side? It could be someone we've already talked about. Who surprised you on the negative side? Maybe played a little bit worse than you thought they would at this point in ACC women's basketball to this point. Yeah. Mm. I think it's between. I think Syracuse for me is the biggest surprise. Okay. I I didn't expect the Orange to be this good. Um, Felicia Leggett Jack, who's in her second year at her alma mater, has done a really good job. They've got um, a player, and of course now her name escapes me, uh, but she just scored her like 4,000th point or something. I think it's absurd, like 3,000 points. Um, But I mean, they've surprised me a little bit with how good they've been. And admittedly, I have not watched a lot of Syracuse basketball yet this year. I'll, we'll see the orange in a couple of weeks, about a month, up at the artist formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Um, <laughs> so we'll be up there to, to hang out. And, but I, they've surprised me just how good that they have been. And in terms of teams that I thought would have been a little bit better, now granted we haven't seen everybody yet, uh, I did think Virginia would be a little bit better this year. I'm kind of surprised that they had an, uh, an 0-6 start until today. 
I thought Boston College would have been a little bit better too. So there's two teams that I thought could have been just a, a little bit better. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I think it's kind of been what we expected it to be so far. Okay. Well, very good. Again, that voice you're listening to, that's Chris Edwards. He is a man. He, he's a man that wears many, many hats. Uh, the voice of uh, Duke women's basketball, of Duke baseball, of the drive time, morning drive time on WPTF, the premier news source on radio in, uh, in the Raleigh-Wake County area for sure. Uh, let me, I tell you what, dude, uh, this is as good a time as any. Let me uh, thank our exclusive sponsor of the big interview. It's UN UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, how about that? Hey, nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenson, UNC Lenore, UNC Lenore Healthcare, who we love very much. Their mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare for the people they serve. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenson, for all your healthcare needs, or call them at 252 you can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, Dimitri Thomas, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right back into our big interview. And uh, as we've reminded people, we're, we're doing this on, I guess like I said, we're doing this on tape delay. How's that? that that's pretty cool, we are right? On tape delay. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, the Chiefs just the Chiefs just won, by the way, twenty seven twenty four. So it'll be Chiefs at Baltimore next week, and Detroit at be. San Francisco. It will be next weekend. Wow, man, what a! I love it. Hey, I'm here for it, man. That is awesome. You know, of yeah. course. Well, I tell you what, we're saving that for then. I did want to ask yeah. you about uh, before we get away from uh, women's basketball. I did want to ask you how big of an impact have you seen? Because of course, we've seen the impact it's had on college football, mm-hmm. on what it uh, the impact it's had on uh, even college baseball, but definitely college basketball, uh, the NIL and of the transfer portal. How much of an impact has it had on women's basketball, Chris? I think the portal has had a lot of impact, Brian, uh, because you're seeing seeing players move left and right within the same conference. I mean, you you can look at the ACC, and I can think of a handful of players off the top of my head that were at one ACC school last year and are at another one this year. I don't know if that's, you know, great. I I, I get it. It's part of it, but I don't know. I still don't know that that's a great thing. Um, and you don't know the circumstances, right? But we've seen a lot of the, the portal and a lot of the moving around. Uh, the, the NIL is prevalent in women's basketball, although I don't think it is to the degree that it is with men's basketball yet. Um, there are a lot of schools that are taking advantage of the NILs. I mean, you can figure out who they are, right? I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's a lot of SEC teams. Uh, there's some in the Big Ten. Uh, there's one in the Big Ten that has a, a pretty large NIL uh, pool for one of their players. <laughs> I, I just I, I don't know how you make it fair, right? Because, yeah. like, if you've got, for example, I mean, let's just use LSU, for example, yeah. right? You've, you've got Haley Van Lift and Angel Reese probably both making quite a substantial amount of money. What does that do for the culture in your locker room? And th- that's where I'm, you know, if you've got one player making fifty grand and one player making $1,000, if that, like, how is that fair? How is that equitable? Like, I think you got to find ways to make it fair. And I get it. You know, if you're the best player, you should be compensated to be the best player. I understand that. But should we pay the players? Yeah, we probably should. But we've got to find a better way to do it. And we've opened Pandora's box, as I've told you before. Yeah. And there's no way to rein it back in now. It's just going to be a snowball. And 
we're going to see what ends up happening because we're not done with NIL. We're not done with the portal. We're not done with realignment. I mean, all this is going to continue to go on until I don't know when. Like, I don't know what's going to stop it. It's just a, a snowball rolling downhill right now, and there's no way to stop it uh, because an avalanche is coming. Well, and you, I believe the adage you used last time because I stole it from you was the toothpaste coming out of the, the toothpaste, toothpaste container. I mean, once it's squeezed out, how in the world do you put it back in there? I mean, there's, you know, I mean, literally with toothpaste and even even more literally with this, Chris, that, you know, I mean, you're all, you're paying players. You've got this transfer portal. I, how do you improve it? I know I saw somewhere over the weekend or in the last three or four days that the NCAA is uh, joining somebody in a lawsuit you know, I think maybe the Justice Department or something like that in a lawsuit to try to slow some of this down. But one, again, I'm using your adage here, Chris. You've opened, you've squeezed out the toothpaste. How do you put it back in? It's impossible, right? It is. It absolutely is. And I mean, make it make sense, right? I mean, this is yeah. what, what I've been saying. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You, you can't make any of this make sense. Like, you, you can't tell me. And, and I think that people who are in the know, who, who are a lot smarter than I am, people know that it's not right to send a volleyball team from Los Angeles to Piscataway, New Jersey. Wow. You know, yeah. it's not right to send a tennis team from uh, Minneapolis to, to wherever they're going to send them to. I, it just it doesn't make any sense, and people know that. I still think at the end of the day it's going to be a, a football thing where they break off and have the top 75 or whatever football playing schools go do their own thing, and then we revert back to where we should be for the rest of the sport. I hope that's what ends up happening. Uh, but then you're going to get into the haves versus the have-nots even more. So I, I'm curious to see what happens. That There was a story late last week. I don't know if you saw it about the uh, Board of Governors for the UNC systems. They're going to consider a proposal this week where State and Carolina could not leave the ACC without the approval of the Board of Governors. I'm curious to see how that plays out this week. Um, and outside of, of some, some of the Board of Governors or – the state legislature getting involved. I, I don't see realignment slowing down anytime soon either, wow. but it's not really realignment. It's just, you know, money is all it is. Well, it, with Duke, you travel all over the country anyway. I mean, Duke is a national brand the way it is. And I'm talking about Duke women's basketball too, and Duke oh. baseball for that matter. Oh. But, but still, I mean, the Duke women's lacrosse team having to travel to Stanford for a regular season game. I just don't see, I don't see where that makes sense. It, it makes no sense financially, that's for sure. And then yeah. when you start thinking about the kids having to study, and I mean, hey, uh, hey, they study and they do, they, you know, they take classes at Duke. I mean, they're, <laughs> hey, they're not, hey, they're not Carolina here, okay? I mean, you it's Duke. That was Brian Hanks who said that. Send all your, <laughs> exactly uh, right. yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Now, uh, we, we, your point, Brian, we were talking about this at dinner last night. I had dinner. Uh, with Nick Curran, who does a phenomenal job with Louisville women's basketball on the radio and several other sports. And we, we had dinner last night. He was in town to play Carolina today. And we were talking about what the schedule is going to look like in the league because right now you've got basically these travel divisions. We play NC State, Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech. We All those schools play each other twice, once home and at home and home, right? And then you've got the other divisions or whatever. Well, next year you go to 18 teams in the ACC for women's basketball. You're going to have to play everybody once except for one team that you'll play twice. God. So you would think that it'll be Duke and Carolina will play twice, right? So Duke and State will play once. Duke and Wake will play once, whatever. But my thing is, okay, you're going to the West Coast now every other year, basically. So Duke, State, Carolina, whoever, will fly, will fly to the West Coast, presumably 
Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, play a game at Stanford on Thursday, and then stay on the West Coast, play Cal on Sunday, and then fly home. How's that fair? That's insane, man. That's insane. I mean, it really isn't. Again, you're a national brand. I mean, you guys play all. I'm talking about your, your women's team and your baseball team. You play all over the country in the first place, but usually that's around holidays, you know, and around that time. Of, you guys are going to be doing this in February or, you know, in January and February, you know? Can't wait. Can't wait to go to California for a long weekend in the Bay Area and then go to Dallas on Thursday and then go to South Bend and then probably the next week go to Syracuse or something. Good God, I forgot about SMU. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. throw them in there too. Good Lord. Okay, okay. Uh, t- can you believe we're running out of time? It goes by so fast as it always does. Okay, baseball, get us called up. Of course, you know, we're, you know, with Cliff and ECU, we're so fired up. By the way, dude, I'm going to be on the call for 13 games this year on the PA <laughs> mic for uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited about it, man. But uh, I, I am excited for you. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. You know I love doing it, uh, and I think I think Cliff likes me up there too. So uh, you know we, we'll see we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, where are we looking right now? How are we looking right now with uh, Duke baseball? And I know yeah. we're still a couple of weeks out. Or when does practice start? Uh, practice officially starts, I think, at the end of this week or end of next week. I know we've got our first pitch banquet coming up the first Saturday in February. Uh, looking forward to that, to seeing a lot of along with everybody back in town. I think this could be a really good, a really special, really fun year for Duke. They've got the pitching staff back. They returned so many arms from last year. I mean, they're so deep on the mound. I think the question is going to be the offense. You know, can they hit enough? That, that was the question last year. They did. They got a lot of pieces back. They went to the portal, got some grad kids. And, you know, and, and the way Duke has done it, we've had this conversation before. They go get these, you know, Ivy Leaguers or Division Two guys, and it worked out great for Duke last year. MJ Metz was phenomenal. It's worked out more times than it hasn't for Chris Pollard and his staff. Uh, and, and I, I mean, I think this could be the Duke team, you know, that, that gets it done, that gets them over the hump, that, that gets to Omaha. Granted, look, you got to have a lot go right. Um, but the, the next step for this program, besides going to Omaha, is finding a way to host a regional. And they've been close a couple of different times. They were in the conversation last year. They were in the conversation in 2018. So I think that's the next step for this program. I feel like this is going to be a Duke team that's going to win a lot of baseball games. But there's going to be a lot of teams in the ACC that are going to win a bunch of games too. I mean, the league is just so good. It feels like in every sport. And it's a really tough league schedule for Duke again this year. But I like this Duke team. I think they could really contend in the ACC. Well, I'm telling you, dude, I just pulled up D1 Baseball, which is sort of my uh, uh, rankings of choice. They've got Duke yep. at number 12. Yep. Is that the one you like, too? Yeah, yeah. they they, they know what they're doing. Aaron okay. Fitt, Kendall yep. Rogers, they are the cream of the crop there. They're good guys, too. Oh, look at you, dude. Uh, but, yeah, ECU 11, Duke 12. State mm-hmm. 13, Virginia 14, Carolina 15. Good Lord, dude. That is crazy. And, of course, though, Number one, Wake Forest at the top. Uh, are they going to be the, the powerhouse again that they were last year, in your well, opinion? It really, it's easy to be the number one team when you play in a Little League ballpark. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. That was Chris Edwards who said that, okay? That, that ballpark <laughs> makes Williamsport look big. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. Uh, well, dude, uh, so there you go. Uh, I, I can't wait. You guys, are you guys coming to Greenville this year, or, you, or is uh, ECU going to Durham? I think Duke's going to Greenville this year, I think. All right, dude, we've got to have dinner, okay? 
We definitely will make it happen. I love it. I mean, I don't, hey, dude, when we get off the phone, I'm going to look at the schedule and find it. I'm going to put it in my calendar, and we are going to, in fact, I'm pretty sure I'm on the call for that game anyway. So uh, if it, I think I am, I'm almost positive I am. Dude, we're definitely doing dinner that night. Okay. Uh, we've just got another minute or two here, dude. I got to do, do you mind if we switch to NFL real quick? No, go for it. Go for it. I, we were, I was going to talk uh, ACC men's basketball. Screw it. We don't need to do that. Uh, we have There's the expert on ACC. need to know about ACC men's basketball. There's like three or four teams that are good, and the other ones are not so good. Dude, what's wrong with my Cavaliers? Dude, and I know we had a big win yesterday. And I'm being selfish here. I should be asking you about your Blue Devils, uh, who, by the way, big loss for them yesterday. With, yeah, they're, uh, they're a little banged up right now, I think. Um, look, Carolina's probably the best team in the ACC right now. Uh, Ooh, did State. it give you shivers to say that? Cause it gave me shivers to hear you say that. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta give them their due. Right. I mean, they're uh, no, the best no, team in the ACC right now. It, Wake needs to figure it out. State <laughs> needs to string some wins together. Uh, right now the ACC is probably a three bid league. How bad is that? Wow. That, dude, that's but so sad. It's only January. So they got plenty of time. There you go. Okay, hey, we got our ACC men's basketball talking there next weekend. Uh, NFL playoffs, uh, the NFC or the a, we'll do AFC championship game first. Uh, obviously, you just heard it in live and on tape here on the Brian Hanks show that uh, Kansas City will be traveling to uh, Scott Whittington's uh, Baltimore Ravens. Well, it just I mean, dude, you talk about just immediacy. What do you think? Uh, who who wins that game next week? KC uh, at Baltimore. Well, considering who has refused to come on and talk to me today, <laughs> uh, I, I am going to stick with the fighting Taylor Swift and say that Kansas City will beat the Ravens next week. Wow. You know how heartbroken he's going to be when he finds out that you said that. Do you know how heartbroken I am that he refused to come on with me right now? I know. I know. Hey, hey, hey there you go. Spools go to winners. <laughs> ah, whatever. I don't know how that adage goes. Okay. No, I think it'll be close, but I mean, look, everybody's good right now. I'm just not like Patrick Mahomes has been there before. I, I just, you know, can Lamar Jacks to win the big game? I don't know. Well, we're about know. to find out. We're about to find out. Okay, Lions 49ers. And would you believe, as I'm looking at this right now, the line is already out for that game. Uh, Vegas has pretty much, I'm looking across line. I've got a, if you go to VegasInsider.com, they've got like nine different put, bleh, nine different books. And it's as low as six and a half and, well, seven, six and a half to seven, 49ers over the Lions. Uh, who you got in that one? I love a good underdog story. I, I really do. And, man, I have had so much fun watching the Lions in the playoffs. And the, the the videos that their head coach puts out, just a guy who gets it, just like a grinder, just a dude who seems to have worked for everything his entire career, and now it's paying off. And, uh, I'd like to see that continue one more week. I'm going to go with the Lions. There you go. I love it. Hey, by the way, the spread is already out uh, according to – uh, well, ESPN bets. They've got it out. They've got Baltimore minus three over the Ravens. That's basically a pick em game, man. It, yeah, it really is. You're right. Chris Edwards, dude, you're the best, man. Here's I wanted, I wanted to end our uh, our visit with this. I hope there are people that are, you know, listening to our, uh, you know, our robust signal. That, by the way, dude, gets all the way into Wendell. Okay, it really wow. does. Yep, we get into Wendell and the Clayton. You know that it's a little scratchy, but you can still hear us. We've had people uh, that that'll text me and that, and they'll say that, hey, you know, they're in Clayton and they can hear us. You know, pretty well. Here's what I'm hoping, dude, that somebody goes. You know, we're on nine sixty and say, okay, the signal kind of fades out. They've heard this interview with you, but then they beat over to uh, six eighty PTF and they hear you, and they're like, how in the hell is he doing this on two different stations at the same time? 
It's the magic of radio. <laughs> it is. Chris, you are the best, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Always, Brian. Great to be with you. Today is Monday, January the 22nd in the year of award 2024. It's time to play the birthday game. And uh, before we even jump into any of that, how was your weekend, John Dawson? Two days long, Brian. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, how was it, though? It was great. Uh, it was, you know, birthday stuff spilled over into the weekend. My buddy Corey A. Moore came into town Friday and spent the night, and we hung out and uh, uh, had a rehearsal in Durham Saturday and um, family birthday stuff Sunday. It was just like Mardi Gras. <laughs> just like Mardi Gras. Did you throw any beads? Did you accept any beads? No and no. Okay. It was like Mardi Gras without the uh, police reports. There you go. Uh, did I tell y'all, and I know now we're well over a week ago since it happened on uh, at the Brandon Ingram MLK uh, showcase, but I won four tickets to a New Orleans Pelicans basketball game, either in New Orleans or because that's where Brandon plays mm -hmm. is for the Pelicans. And I've won four tickets to uh, a game either in New Orleans or on the road. Well. You guys interested in going? Is there still a team in Charlotte? Yeah, but they've already played them this year, and it's got to be this year. So I've either got to go to New Orleans, which means we'd fly, so I know you're. Well, I wouldn't go to New Orleans without packing a pistol, so no. <laughs> well, they won't take, let you take a pistol on the on the plane either. Well, there's so. your answer. No, there's your answer. I think I'm going to take Scott. You know, I think I'm going to take Scott. And, go to uh, Tippy Tina's while you're down there. Well, I do. here's the thing. I may go to Atlanta. I haven't decided. I've been looking at the schedule trying to figure out a date to go. But uh, but anyway, uh, that's uh, I don't even know how did I even get over into that. Just that uh, traveling was that what it was? What did we? You said you won some tickets. Yeah, but oh yeah, well, one tickets, four tickets to a, and it's they're Brandon's tickets, so you know they're going to be good tickets. So okay. go in there, get you it. some beignets. Ooh, go, go to New Orleans, man. The music, and the food. I love, and I don't think Scott's ever been either. So you know, it'd be fun to take him. Uh, Jonathan Massey, how was your weekend? It was good. What'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a doggone thing. You lucky rascal. Yeah. I, actually, you know what, what What was this weekend? I can't remember. Uh, it 20th, was the uh, 20th and 21st. Yeah, oh, I went to a reptile expo on the 20th. Okay. Yeah. Where was that at? Greenville. Okay. Yep. It's a, uh, so is it, did they have it like in the uh, convention center? Yeah. And yeah. They've do you got, get to uh, touch them? You can. I mean, you can ask to hold them. Not all of them, because they do sell venomous snakes at this one. Wow. Okay. John, do you want to ask a question, or do I need to ask a question? I think question? you can handle it, Brian. <laughs> Why? And I'm being, and I'm saying this sincerity. I'm not banging on you, dude. We're all strange in our own rights. Why in the world would you want to own a venomous snake? I do not. Okay, 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 good, good, good. Right just, now. To follow, uh, to follow uh, right up. Right now. To follow up, why would anyone? Yeah, okay, there you go. Why so, would anyone? Um, a lot of species of non-venomous snake, don't ask me why, in certain parts of our country, Florida, um, are prohibited. Mm -hmm. So you can't own, like, some of the snakes that I own. Right. That completely harmless, not big enough to hurt anybody, but because Florida has such a eclectic climate. Mm-hmm they could thrive there and would then be invasive but a lot of these venomous snakes that is not the case so it is a way to satiate your 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 thirst for owning uh <clears throat> did he just use the word satiate correctly yeah 
Um, spell it. S A T I can't do it. S A T I know how to spell it. S A T I T E. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no. So when Maris gets older and potentially moves out, uh, then I, my my. <laughs> Dude, it came up through my nose. <laughs> Sounds like a I swear problem. I thought you were getting ready to say when she moves out at seven, you know, or something <laughs> like that. I, I will. My, my my goal is to uh, build a have a building made or built by somebody smarter than me. That is uh, that is double doored, so they if something were to happen, they couldn't get out. And I want, there's a couple of species of venomous that I would like to have down the road when I have more experience, but I don't know why, that I'll ever do why? it. Why? Why? I just think they're fascinating. They're not, they're, it's not something you take out and you hold and you pet. You take it out to, to clean the enclosure. If anything's wrong with it, you know, you box it up and take it to a, a exotic vet. But I just, I really, they're fascinating. They're, and not for nothing, if you look at non-venomous species versus venomous, for whatever reason, I think this is nature uh, basically creating a warning label for people that aren't dumb like me. They make the venomous snake, or their natural coloration is just more vibrant and more interesting. But also, there is the potential that I could, if I got the right species, um, get partnered with a anti-venom um, producer. So basically have somebody come milk, which get them to inject venom into a vial and send it off and get anti-venoms created for places that need it. Some people like puppies. Some people like kittens. You did ask him. I did ask him. No, no, no. I'm not. No. I, I like to dance with death. <laughs> John Fahey, 1964. He really? had an album called Dance of Death. Okay. Okay. Uh, I had a relaxing weekend. I know neither one of y'all care, but I mean, I had Snake a right. Snake bites you and you pass out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, God, y'all are so funny. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Massey. Uh, after John Dawson won the first three days of last weekend, I declared unequivocally that there's no way that he could lose uh, the month. You won a Thursday. Wrestlers and, and Panthers. Well, it'll be even back up today because we have four, four, count them, four musical acts today let's say the first one you're not gonna like second one's a rock person but i don't think you like third one i'm pretty sure you do like i think we've talked about him before and the fourth one you love you know you do you i've heard you speak very highly of him uh, two of them are dead two of them are alive but uh you are uh this is your chance to get back in the game here john dawson What's the overall score? The overall score, you lead five days to four. So how am I getting back in it if I'm in the lead? Well, you've lost the last two days in a row. Bum. <laughs> so, you, you got, hey, man, Mo. It's it's Mo, man, momentum. And he's got it right now. He's won two days in a row. What'd you call me? Anyway. <laughs> there you go. Ah. Uh, Jonathan Massey, why don't you tell us about Goeco Technology Service Provider? And Jacques Pasolek. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Jacques Pasolek and his crew, they are well-versed in all things technology service providing. And uh, they, they just do a great job of building up businesses from uh, from a business that is just starting to a, to an existing uh, well-established business. They they have all the tools you need to, to make your business the best possible version of itself. 
And if you want to find out what they can do for you, you just need to pick up the phone and give Jock a call at 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or visit his website at goecoNC.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? There you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, You're absolutely right. And give him a call. He will hook you up. I'm trying to find a song here. I'm just telling you now, you're not going to like this first one, okay? Uh, Hey, let's play. (laughs) Prepare thyself, yeah. Okay, he's one half of this band. DJ Jazzy Jeff. How in the wide world of sports did he get that before you did, Jonathan Massey? Well, I was going to say it, but I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen over here. (laughs) It's fresh print. His name is uh, Jeffrey Allen Towns, Mm -hmm. but we know him better as DJ Jazzy. Jeff, look at you, man. He's the one that hasn't slapped somebody on an award show. (laughs) True. So DJ Jazzy Jeff over there, uh, hey, I got to tell you, this was, they did. You don't have to. Well, I do. I want to. (laughs) Ah. CBS a few weeks ago had uh, the Grammy salutes 50 years of hip hop. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, could, I sort of feel the same way. What was the last group? Did they honor? Oh, now they did honor Public Enemy. I got to give them props for that. Didn't say a word about the Beastie Boys. Didn't say a word about hardly anything about Run DMC. The, probably the greatest rap group of all time. Barely said anything about Biggie and uh, Tupac, okay? And Run DMC were kind of the first ones to cross over, weren't they? They were the first ones to cross With the over. the Aerosmith cover. Who yeah. was the featured at the very end, and they kept saying the whole two hours of the show? And come, You know how Grammys do, you know, when they uh, promote who's coming up next and all that. But hey, don't forget, at the end of the show today, such and such. Guess who it was? These two? These two. Who are mocked mercilessly well, by gonna, real rap fans. Well, well, let me say something. Please. Just because they're not talking about shooting people in the face and doing drug deals does not mean they can't have a career. Yeah. I mean, he's rapping and rhyming in time. This is what they all do. I don't understand why they have less credibility than anybody else. Well, his he, his stuff is clean, you know. So, I, so that disqualifies well, that's you, sort of, a little bit. Well, I'll that's say kind of this: all, that's an I awful don't, thing I don't to say. think they're as influential though as some of the ones that got left out. But but, yeah. but what you forget is there were thousands of guys that came behind them that had kind of pop. I don't want to say positive, but lighthearted rap hits just like this. Not like sure. Eric B. and Rakim and all that stuff came after this. Well, <coughs> I, I, don't see I this wasn't a Will Smith fan. Or fresh, yeah, I wasn't a Will Smith. Yeah, thank you. That's That was my point. Did they have a number one hit? Did they whatever? But, man, the way that this audience treated them was like they were the gods of rap and all this. Well, they were, they, probably, they were probably going by sales because they probably sold more. Yeah, they did sell But it's, all, it's not authentic unless you have to bleep half of it. Is that the deal? That's exactly the way it is. <laughs> and say stuff that I would get fired for saying. Yeah, yeah, probably. But other people can say. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but life is stupid, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. On the same vein, I'm just curious, who is the best-selling like rock group of all time? Probably Pink Floyd, right? I'm with the Beatles. Got to be. ah, ding, ding, ding. I, I, I mean, they're the most overhyped, so I'm sure they're the most sold. But would it would it annoy you if I don't care I, about sales well, at all? Hold on. Would it would it annoy you if there was a show like this? They didn't really give the Who any kind of 
place in it and then had Paul McCartney or Zeppelin or somebody as the last. Yeah, it would, but what I'm saying is I don't understand why these guys get trashed because they weren't filthy. That's two totally different things. I, I think, well, well he's not trashing, gum, man. He's, he was a little bit. I was a little bit. bit. He's right. A little bit. So if they had come out cursing and, and talking about, instead of calling women, women using the B word every 12 seconds like most rap acts, dude, they would be respectable then is what he's saying. Well, you know what? They probably do have more credibility now that Will Smith has publicly slapped somebody. So yeah, he's got street cred now for being violent. Well, just the way they treated him, like he. I mean, like I said, you know how these TV award show or whatever kind of thing is going. And don't forget, at the end of the show tonight, we'll be honoring the legacy. You were thinking it was going to be NWA or something, probably. Yeah, they did say a little bit about NWA, but they didn't really go into it. I mean, they it can't even. Say, they can't even really say the band's name on the air without bleeping it, for God's sakes. Well, the I don't think they're the best rock band of all time. Or hip-hop group of all time i mean i would probably say tupac i really do i think tupac was probably the most influential uh he didn't sell the most albums obviously but uh I, that, and anyway that's my feeling and, and again it hurt my feelings and i hope it wasn't a race thing but it bothered me i mean oh they honored queen latifah like she was the but not the beastie boys but not the beastie boys that's pretty ridiculous probably pro- sold the third most albums of all time it sounds it sounds like a racist thing actually it kind of bothered me a little bit you know and anyway. boutique versus anything queen latifah did you're telling me, man. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. Talk about getting off on ugh, talk about getting off on a tangent there. DJ Jazzy Jeff, how old is he today? We Jonathan go into the Messi. lightning round. Fifty-eight. You say fifty-eight? John Dawson. Whose birthday are we doing again? DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Sixty. I don't know. What Six. did you say? Fifty-eight. He's fifty-nine, isn't he? That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. Can I change my answer to fifty-nine? No. Okay. Because uh, we're ethical here. He was born January 22nd. Let me make sure I got this right. 1965. So, yes, he's 59 today. So, we start out today's birthday game with a tie. <coughs> How I'm apropos. Trying to keep you from having to do work. Next before. birthday. Yeah. We'll Let's just keep go. on rolling. Rolling down the river. You, did you do that on purpose? No, I was just trying to get moved. We spent <laughs> nine hours on a meaningless genre. I was trying to move on. God, there's so many good. I don't think you're a big fan. This is a rock band, but I don't think you're that big. As a lead singer of a rock band. God, I'm going to try to. Quit being a woman and pick one. I know. I'm having a hard time. Here we go. Hey, Joe Perry, somebody from Journey. It's from Journey. But not Joe Perry, but... Oh, Steve Perry. Joe yes. Perry's an Aerosmith. Yeah, me. there you go. I was like, Joe Perry? Mm. Steve Perry of Journey, dude. I love Journey. I don't surely have asked you about Journey before. I don't mind Journey. They've, As far as album-oriented, AOR radio, which means album-oriented rock, they were one of the biggest up there with Boston. You know, I, you can't really say you hate them. Uh, dude, I'm, no, I mean, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I am a Journey fan. I love Journey, and... I just didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, they. As far as pop rock bands go, they're probably one of the best. Well, I want to play. I hear this is what I should have played. I just love this. It's so funky, man. Loving, touching, squeezing. You think it's about lemonade, don't you? It's not. Whose guess is it? <laughs> it is your guess. Steve Perry of Journey. And you talk about just a unique voice. The band was really good, and I love them. Yeah. Nobody had a voice like Steve Perry, though. Well, except Arnell Pineda, the guy who's singing with them now. 
Ah, yeah, you're right. Tell them that story real quick for folks. He was in a Journey cover band in uh, Philippines. Yep. And uh, uh, the guy who formed and runs Journey, uh, Neil Sean, the guitarist who started out in Santana, um, saw him on YouTube, and they auditioned him and have had pretty good success with him. Sounds just like Steve Perry. So, yeah, when I say no one's got a voice like him, that's not necessarily it's not true because uh, that gentleman you were talking about, does Steve Perry, uh, Journey. 68. Jonathan Massey. Okay, you say 69. Who got DJ Jazzy Jeff? Tied. Tied. You're closer on this one, Jonathan Massey. He was born January 22nd, 1949. Oh. So he's 75 today. I did not know that. I did not either. Dude, you got to think, though, they started in the 70s. But he didn't come in until the late 70s. Greg Raleigh from Santana was the first vocalist for Journey. I did not know that. You know that song, Just the Same Way You Love Me, where there's two people singing in Journey? Yeah. That's Greg Raleigh and Steve Perry making his debut with them. Isn't that uh, when? Is that when you love a woman? Ah, who knows? I no, that's know. Arnel Pineda. Okay. No, that's Arnel. You're Pineda. right. You're right. You're right. Uh, anyway, uh, so you lead one to zero to one. Uh, we're going to take uh, just one off from uh, birth uh, from musicians. We'll have two dead musicians. Black Magic Woman, you know Santana. Yeah. The guy singing that—that's the first Journey lead singer. <laughs> Had no idea. Yes. I did not know. There you go. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey, uh, she was the little girl in The Exorcist. It's? Linda Blair. Ding, ding, ding. Linda Blair. Did you ever see The Exorcist? One of the, did you ever see it? No, and I'm not going to. One of the scariest movies, and I saw that doggone movie when I was like nine or ten. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. What were my parents thinking? They wouldn't let me do anything else but let me watch The Exorcist? Cassius Clay, no good. Exorcist, fine. <laughs> that makes no sense. What's... <laughs> Dude, I still, I wouldn't say I have nightmares about it, but if I see, like, on TV, I'm switching through you channels. You see somebody eating peas, you run the head the other way. <laughs> I've heard Do you know what it. he's talking about? Just trust me. Uh, well, when she's, uh, anyway, oh, anyway, yeah. 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 It looks like pea soup, yeah. which is exactly <laughs> what it was. That's what they I, use. I'll say this. I, I don't watch scary movies, not because I'm afraid of them, but because they're just absurd. Mm. I've tried. Well, let me tell you, this is what was so scary about The Exorcist. It's one of those things. It wasn't like, you know, a zombie or a... Uh, it was a possession. Yeah, I mean, uh, like a devil possession where there was a degree of truth to it. And that's what makes, to me, what makes scary movies scary is if this could actually really happen. Well, this... Bu- based on you know they, yeah. there was a little girl who they thought was demonic and they did bring in some priests and anyway <laughs> anyway let's get through this one linda blair <laughs> who by the way grew up to be a quite a lovely uh yeah. lovely lady yeah, yeah. okay so say 62 you say 62 what do you say john dawson 63 she was born January 22nd, 1959. She is 65 today. Uh, yeah. So it's tied one to one to one. So someone's got to sweep the next two. Oh, and they're both musicians. So you have a very good chance over or there. Or so the Germans would have us believe. Yeah, there you go. I got to now. This is one of my top ten favorite bands, easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think you're a fan, too. There's I, only I think 70 you're... of them. <laughs> oh, in excess. NXS before. I like them. They're not in my top ten, but oh, I do like them. Definitely in my top ten. Don't please stop with the hip hop moves. 
you're, Michael Hutchins is rolling in his grave and taking the noose. Today's his, his birthday. <laughs> yeah. All you got is this moment. 23rd century's yesterday. <laughs> you can care all you want. This is all that's on WRNS right Everybody now. Everybody does. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Does somebody want to place a bet or something? <laughs> All right, let's do that. Give me a People moment. know the song, Brian. No, You're they real, don't. Yeah, they do. These kids these days, they don't know the genius well, they're that was dumb, in and their kids aren't listening to this anyway. This is Need You Tonight yes. by NXS. Michael Hutchins died back in 1997 doing stupid things. Mm. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. Yeah, there you go. And he passed away in 1997, so what, 27 years ago. Who's Can you believe it? it's been 27 years, though? That sounds about right. That's crazy to me. It's your turn. Michael Hutchins. How old would he be if he were still alive today? Good. I get to turn it up while you're looking up. How do you feel? I'm lonely. With a voice like that, I can see why. (laughs) Can't think at all. What you going to do? Going to live my life. Hold on. 61. over here. 61, Brian. Give me a moment. 61, Brian. (laughs) It's chorus. 61, Brian. He's not 61. Jonathan Massey. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. One of my kind. Wait a minute. The whole song is not a chorus, Brian. Please guess. Uh, 62. He was born January the 22nd. Because I'm not sleeping. I'm going to hit you. He was born January 22nd in the year of the Lord, 1960. So he's 64. So you got it. You lead two to one to one. Oh, and I hate that. I, I've got to. Uh, now you love this last. Well, what did NXS? As I said, <laughs> I like him. I wasn't really listening. Uh, you really? <laughs> That's a first. Okay, hold on, hold on. You got to hear this part. Well, we don't. Did you hear him? He went, huh. Okay. Uh, here you go. Uh, this artist died in 1964. Okay. Let's see. I got to find a good song. Hey, let's do this. One of the great voices of all time. Sam Cook. Do not agree. One of the great, great voices of uh, yep. of all time. Change is gonna come. Um, whose guess is it? Is it is. Now, he died in 1964, so he died 60 years ago. Didn't his dad kill him or something? Or that was, was Marvin Gaye. That's yeah. right. So, how old today would Sam Cook be if he hadn't died in 1964? John, uh, Jonathan Massey. It's Jonathan Massey's turn. You lead two to one to one. 92. You say 92. What about you, John Dawson? How old would Sam Cook be? 91. You win, Jonathan Massey. Oh, well, he was born January 22nd, 1931, so he's 93 today. But if you had gotten that one, it would have been a tie day today. So, Jonathan Massey, again, that saves me either having to look another one up, which we're way over time. I wouldn't have been able to. We probably just would have ended today as a tie. 
and yeah. the, the world would have kept spinning just fine. No, 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 that's not right. Yeah. Oh, tilted axis. Definitely on tilted axis. Listen, as I am fond of saying, uh, John Dawson, and you get a chuckle out of it every time, there are no important birthdays locally here today. So uh, if you were born today. If today's your birthday, Brian says you don't matter. There you go. Uh, so uh, enjoy uh, today, and we will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Technology Service Provider. Man, what a beautiful voice. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Uh, again, thank you, Mark Panicelli, Chris Edwards. Tomorrow, Richard Clark here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.